The world's most advanced color correction tool for Mac just got more powerful. DaVinci Resolve from Blackmagic Design. With XML import, export, multi-layered timelines, curve grading, noise reduction, stabilization, 3D alignment, OpenCL, and more. DaVinci Resolve is available from $995. Current users can download the updates for free. And try DaVinci Resolve Lite, a reduced featured version that's still packed with power. Visit www.blackmagicdesign.com. What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room, the official podcast of AOTG.com. I'm Gordon Burkell. In this episode, we're going to continue with the transmedia panel that I did in New York a month ago. And Evan Trekman is going to talk about how they did the development of the Johnny Cash Project. So if you haven't seen it, Google the Johnny Cash Project and you'll see the interactive elements that he's referring to. He's actually going to play it and stop it and constantly sort of on and off with it. So he does talk through it. You're going to get a good insight into how to build something and determine your back end for a transmedia project. Of course, before we get started, we have to say go check out our friends over at That Post Show. You can check out Caden's work. He's going to be doing roundtables and interviews and what have you. If you're in LA, we're doing a pub night, August 4th. Go to aotg.com slash pub night and you'll get all the details. We've got Resolve to give away, we've got Lightworks uh, Pro to give away, or Lightworks for a year. We've got uh, Motion Elements to give away. And if you're a Netflix fan, or you're a fan of Orange is the New Black, House of Cards, Arrested Development, then you might like my panel over at the Edit Fest events. I'm doing the second panel, which is called Brave New World, and it's all about editing for Netflix. So make sure to check that out. But in the meantime, while you're waiting for that, here's part two of our panel on interactive media. Now I want to jump to your, your work. In, sure. Uh, I hope there's Johnny Cash fans here, because I know I am. <laughs> and my wife's going to go nuts, because I'm going to be singing this now for the next week. It's but, catchy. Uh, you did the Johnny Cash project, Kevin. Surely. Well, there was a director, Chris Milk, who, um, who we represent both in music video, commercial, and now I can say other category. He's a very visionary guy who continues to break molds wherever he goes. I think he was at some conference many years ago, and he met this guy, Aaron Colvin, who also is, a, is, a, is an amazing mind in data visualization, creative visualization. Together, they knew they wanted to work together. They didn't know what it was. And then uh, Rick Rubin gives a call to Chris Milk, saying, we have this uh, posthumous album that was recorded by Johnny Cash. If he wasn't spooky enough, the whole album's about coming back to life. And the first song was Resurrection. And so Chris Milk says... I just don't think, based on the final music videos of Cash's career, you can make a passive lean-back video and have it stack up, not to mention, at that particular point in time, where the hell do music videos play other than, you know, um, Vivo and YouTube. So the idea was that the fans, and this is, you know, and I can say that we're very lucky to build things that have installed fan bases, because this was a, a great experiment in how big of an ass can you make of a specific installed fan base. And, and see if they'll actually do it, right? So for years, when you look at web planning and analytics, dare I say you, under, uh, you, you systematically underrate, underestimate your audience. You know, lowest common denominator kind of thing, and this was a bit taking a chance. So uh, we just had this discussion that we wanted, to, we wanted to make something a bit more emotional where the fans can have a real stake in it. And I think that's actually a shift in media 
and that's part of transmedia, which is storytelling regardless of platform, I think that in certain areas of, um, of being um, a viewer or consumer, there is an elevated expectation that everyone can have a stake. Right? We've gone from a culture of people who are largely media consumers uh, to everyone is a media producer. Everyone's phone in the room shoots HD and they can publish it right now if they wanted to. So we're looking at fans of music, flowers on the grave, if you will, the monument kind of being built to cash and challenging how, how lean forward can you make an experience um, and will people come and, and contribute? Is that a, yeah, that's a, do I the show? best introduction to the Johnny Cash Project possible. There you go. So if you want, yeah. we've got it set up for you this here. This is great. I feel like I'm uh, sick at home in bed. <laughs> this is still... Oh, so the other thing about jobs like this in the music category, I think that, that 626 really was groundbreaking. I mean, there, there were features that you did first that have become whole industries unto themselves. People calling you from videos and your use of 3D and the narrative. Um, I forget what my point was. Other than I just really wanted to say <laughs> well, that and interrupt well, you. How it's really true, though. Live maybe in that this still live. So that is interesting because this one is still alive. This one, oh, thank you. That was that the is point. Because that's a problem we have in other industry also. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not like when you create a film, you can actually have a copy, physical copy of that film somewhere. This needs servers. It needs loads of things to actually work. And yes. the audience. Yeah, to and be the audience. Yeah. But it. someone has to pay for it then to be constantly, you know. Up. So that's. A, a lot of the cool stuff we have done that I love that work, we can't show them anymore, unfortunately, because they're gone. We have video captures of them and so forth, but they, they don't live. Thank you for reminding yeah. me of my point, which was that <laughs> this was supposed to be up for three months in service of the album release, and uh, we're going on with almost uh, a little past three years of it being live, and it, the cost is out of our pocket. The record company doesn't want to pay for it. In fact, when they said, we have this great idea, I'm like, great, what's the budget? Dollars. Uh, so there are certain times in all of your careers, and I don't know if this happens with you, where you buy the job. You want to do it so bad, you have such an opportunity. Because in this business, some things you do for art, and some you do for commerce, and it's a win when it's both. But it's seldom that it's both, and such a win um, in, in, an, in an equal way. So um, we had a vision of a director, which I think is a very powerful and a very important thing, who also understands the boundaries of creativity. And then uh, my team of, uh, of Merry Geeks who put it together. And I think that what's interesting about this, there's so much learning from this, is the restraint of design and, and not getting real fancy with it, um, but letting the content speak for itself. And the other thing before we jump right into it was that uh, when, you, when you go to license this material, we were talking in the seafoam room, because it's not completely green. <laughs> Uh, teal, awkward. puce, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about an issue with this project. Is you, you go to the estate where we get footage or any of the stock footage and you say, um, okay, so we're going to make a music video. They're like, great, so we're going to license you for music. Well, no one's ever going to see that music video. Well, then I don't know why are you licensing it. Well, we make a traditional, Chris Milk put together a traditional music video just under four minutes long and decided that every eighth frame of video would be lifted to create a flipbook of 1,300 and 70 consecutive stills that make up the Johnny Cash project. And so you explain that to them, they're like, oh, so, wait, what? If you're licensing video to take pictures of it, but people will never see the, the, the untreated music video. The, the legal clearance took as long as the build of the site did, uh, because people just don't really understand. So the idea was that we loaded the 1300, and has everyone seen this before? 
Oh, this is what a, what a treat. <laughs> wow. I really, yeah, one of the best things I can get the demo for you then. And it's still live, so you get to play with it. So the idea was that we loaded these 1,370 frames into a database. And when you come to the site and you want to contribute, we hand you three uh, frames. There you go. So we load these 1,370 frames in, and depending on when you came to the site, we decided which of three frames that you would be allowed to choose from. The algorithm changed over time. When you first came to the site, there was almost nothing there, which is also really scary for a brand or marketer. And the thing that people start, were starting to educate customers on, because every, you know, and I, this is a question I actually have to you, even though I know it's your panel, that <laughs> after you do the, the Hotel 626, how many people calling who want Hotel 626 for themselves? The same spirit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lord, I mean, every brief we get after is like, oh, we, we're marketing whatever. Right. And we want, we want Hotel 66. Yeah, but 627. You, yeah, <laughs> but you don't have, maybe they don't have a brand that already has established itself as like that sort of brand that gives you experiences. Maybe they don't understand that they need to do it without putting it in. Maybe yeah. their product doesn't at all relate to horror or like there could be so many effects, but they still think, oh, we want they, they want, the, spirit they want. Of it. They, they want the yeah. effect of that. Yeah. And sometimes, yes, it works. We can come up with something that, you know, does that, sometimes it doesn't. But I think it's interesting. Every, and I think it's not only from our own work. It comes from everything that's a hit right now on the internet. <laughs> the next 10 briefs or like the next five months, it's gonna have that thing. Everyone Absolutely. wants that thing. And then it changes, and the next thing, everyone yeah, we wants the soap thing. companies, yeah. like, we want the Johnny Cash project. For soap? Yeah. Like, all right, we'll look for the spirit of that, but not everyone cares yeah. the same. And that, the lesson there is the gestation period. A brand being brave enough to release a, a, a product that's not going to generate, or that's not going to take full value for a period of time. So if I come here and I grab this frame, and now the frames that we choose are based on which ones are getting the least amount of love in the site, um, this was also an interesting experiment that the, the drawing tool, you know, to say we're going to make a cutting edge website that uses Flash, you get a lot of giggles from people in the tech community, but it's the right tool for the right job and you'll see why we needed a vector based drawing tool and it still would have to be built in Flash if we built it today. The cool thing is, if you went to a bunch of people and said, what do you want an online drawing tool, you'll end up with a shit version of Photoshop in a web browser. And so when it comes to things like this, crowdsourcing or fan engagement, um, limitations. Limitations of a technical system are wonderful anyway. They force you to think about how to solve the problem with the set of tools that you've been given. Um, and the other part of that is that we were looking for a certain kind of style and, and feeling. And, um, and so you have to put it on rails to a certain extent. So I, I'm not going to do the best job drawing or I'm swallow my tongue. So I'm going to come in and just uh, draw the silhouette of Johnny and so we, we built a very limited drawing tool that's limited brushes and, and a color palette of grayscale. Uh, mm, grayscale, all it's the finest works Johnny. are done in, in, in grayscale. Now, I'm not doing it any justice. And so you can come in and do as few brush strokes as you want or as many brush strokes as you want. And when you go to submit the frame to the system, a flash, um, when you go to submit the frame to the system, we want to know where you are in the world and a little bit about you for clearance reasons and other reasons. But there's a lot about your drawing session that we already know. The other part about that, this that's interesting is it's not completely robotic, that when I make a drawing of a frame and I submit it to the system, a human being does look at it. So we have a community back end that's meant, that's meant to be very utilitarian, where a receptionist or uh, an assistant or a content manager, a community manager, can look at all the submissions come in, uh, compare it to the original frame, and then there are rules um, for the estate. No sex references, no drug references, no overly satanic references or anything silly which we completely agree with. You'd imagine anything we do in fan engagement, 
these are fans of Johnny, the Fallis factor always ends up being extremely high. Time to be know. TTP. Uh, oh, the, yeah. you, you have that too as yeah. well in yeah. fan yeah. engagement. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. Yeah. And here you'll be like, someone like did an oil painting and then, no, yeah. Yeah. right yeah. on top of his it's head. It's also Sorry. every project. Uh, do that yeah. live. There's a fantastic blog called Cockroll. You can check out. Oh, please. <laughs> every, you know, every user-generated project, dropping they, lots of yeah, they make a penis and I want to put it on the board. Absolutely. My training videos many years ago, I was surrounded by them and I've kept them all. So, um, it's a badge of honor, right? So, hang in your office. Uh, they have trophies. So here, uh, we, we, you put in your name and then you get to classify your drawing as sketchy or realistic or whatever it is. A human being does look at it, says it's approved, and it goes into a pot and then a few times a day, um, uh, this side of the world and in Europe, uh, the server goes and concatenates these stills and creates multiple versions of the video itself. Uh, and if you look, and I'll zoom in a little bit, highest rated, directors, curated, realistic, all these different categories. We even built a community management tool just for Chris Milk that he can look at every submission at every place in time and make his director's cut. But we'll do the highest rated. Oh, now, um, do you, am I allowed to go alter someone else's frame later? Or no, is it, no, no. And then they, there's a lot of sites like that, like Exquisite Corpse and a few things where more communal drawing. And we're working on something in, for ourselves in mobile now that's pretty much got that spirit. So what you're about to see is the first complete, as far as we know, crowdsourced music video project. I wish that all visual effects were done this way. Uh, getting people to rotoscope for free, essentially, uh, in, their, in, in their homes. And then there have been actual experiments like that for a film. So um, I'm going to play it for a second, and then I'll stop it and, and show how it works. Let's see how we do with bandwidth here. Poorly. There we go. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't... All right, I'm going to stop it here just for a second to explain what is actually happening inside of here. Awesome track, so we've got very, very lucky. Um, these, this stalactite metaphor, these are individual submissions for uh, that one frame in time. Remember, there are 1,370, and so when you mouse over, it'll tell you where they're from. Actual results may vary on your, depending on your bandwidth. Uh, and then, of course, like a music box, and this will, I guess there's a bit of a bug here, all of the ones that are in the white box are the ones that are included in this version of video. If I switch later, and I'll do that for one second at the end, to sketchy, you'll see that that white box is anywhere in that, inside of that row. There's also a lot of metadata that we can glean from the session. I'm going to go back to frame 100. It's one of my favorites. Let's let it drop for a second. A very, very intricate, very crazy. We know this is Kai from Toyota Japan. Uh, she thinks that it's abstract, and we know that she's unemployed, spending 33 hours, 32 minutes, and 19 seconds. <laughs> These are the things that we glean. The metadata tells such a great story. And then almost 7,000 brushstrokes. And the reason why we did flash is because we can actually go back and repaint every frame. Essentially, we're storing XY coordinates, and the cool thing is we have this thing called the repainter in the back end, and I can take any drawing and then re-render it by loading in physically larger brushes so if this needed to be a billboard or an art gallery or it did have to go out as HD video for the purposes of being nominated for a Grammy and we got beat by Lady Gaga's meat suit. Um, <laughs> can't beat Gaga. the meat suit. <laughs> so I'm going to go, so we, we get a bit of this. And then the sharing was unique in that the video changes every day depending on how it goes. And so um, 
I want to wrap this up. So the share is we can get an embedded version of the video in your blog. So every time we change on the server, yours changes and your individual frame. And so now I'll just let it play. And you can see that we, uh, me personally, I grossly underestimated the creativity of the audience. I'm blown away what people did. We got a lot of people who drew the words like drawing with a mouse sucks, S-U-X, <laughs> and things like which really we did. But you can see here that um, no people are amazing. And if they're motivated and they love the subject matter, it's keeping up with when the Joneses. They want their five downloads of fame. I'm on a ride uh, they want to show the community the what they can do and they can show Ain't how big no of a fan they are. Can and so I'll let it play to the part where it gets pretty, pretty amazing. But um, we'll look way see, down the river. when it pans up on cash. What do you think I see? I see a band of angels and they're coming after me. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grip can hold my body down. These are just like, Well, look down yonder, Gabriel. Put your feet on the land and see. <laughs> yeah, you but really Gabriel, could. don't you blow your trumpet. So I'll let, I'll let it, I want to get on with it. But, the, you know, there are ones where he's holding the bird and someone made him into a Ghostbuster. And there are, there are just, like, really... Amazing frames, like the two weird chicks from The Shining or in the window in the house. And uh, people, for real. So there's like the, the rewatchability of it and the fact that it does change and it's living and growing. It's, it's really cool. So where in something like this Where's does the dinner? post end and the coding begin? Like when did uh, Chris cut the whole video, do all the posting, and just that, give it to you guys? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, really tough, though. I mean, he went through a lot of experimentation. Uh, using traditional tools to find out what would be the texture. And this is where he's really brilliant. And even picking stock footage that has the right feeling, that one would be interesting to draw over, but two would be additive to the video, right? Because it's not just Johnny Cash stuff. So, of course, like always, the content comes way too late in the process. Uh, and so I think it was like cat videos that we were using as the original. It's always cat videos that we're using uh, in the beginning to test it. But I'd say in this particular case... I think the mechanism was um, mutually exclusive from what the content was, where there are other things that we do where the content, the design of it, the design of the story is really specifically made. And, and you know, in apps, we do that often, where you're developing a new production technique for the presentation of the exhibition. This was less like that. This is more conceptual, and then the video came. Um, it only really had an effect on what would be the palette of brushes and color. So that was the second part to the transmedia or interactive panel. Now, if you're in the LA area, make sure to check out our pub night, aotg.com slash pub night. And again, we got great prizes we're giving away, and it's just a great time having beer, talking post. We also want to make sure that uh, you're aware that we're also going to be doing a scavenger hunt in August online for post pros. So make sure to uh, keep an eye out for that. We're going to be announcing it a little more around August 1st. In the meantime, I'd like to thank Evan Schreckman, Oscar Tillman, and Adele Major for taking part in the panel. I'd also like to thank the Manhattan Edit Workshop. I'm Gordon Raquel. Thanks for listening.